This is the four man rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the four man rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with Kevin and Willie Wills back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. What's the good? What's the good? I tell you what's good. We got that W. That's what's good. Huh? Uh huh. How you like that? Yeah. 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 I guess a, a decently formidable San Diego Chargers team. Excuse me. Huh? San Diego Chargers. LA Chargers team. I'm old head like that. <laughs> hey, everybody. They call him San Diego. Boy, your name ain't no to LA. <laughs> no, you a San Diego Charger. Your mama done called you San. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to. Let that ride, man. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we're here to talk more about the uh, the W that we got on Sunday. We'll get into the uh, the, the nuts and bolts of everything. Uh, we got we saw um, some really good stuff out of the young players and um, hmm, some bad stuff out of the uh, veterans. Go figure. Um, and of course, we'll uh, uh, we'll give you a heads up and a highlight of the Cardinals game coming up and uh, good old Bank of America Stadium. On Sunday. So, welcome to the Four Man Rush podcast. And hold on to your hats, folks. The Four Man Rush is on the scene. Kevin, we'll start with you, man. And uh, just give people a give, give people a little uh, over overview of what you saw. And then um, we'll, we'll hop over the wheel, okay? All right. Well, Tim, from what I saw, it was the uh, first West Coast trip. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's our only West Coast trip of the season. Thank God. <laughs> you remember 2016, we lived on the West Coast <laughs> back at Denver, back at back Oakland, back at Seattle. Like it was yeah. all kind of freaking five miles back then. <laughs> but, um, Lord mercy. But yeah, but in, in the words of the late B.I., you know, if I, you know, we had to go back to Cali strictly for the weather. But, you know, had to had to go out there and bring that dub back. You know, I had to take that dub off the west side and bring it back to the east side. That's how we did. Mm-hmm. Um, heading to the game, I felt confident that this was a chance for this team to get a win. Now, obviously, this was before we knew that their quarterback, their starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, got mistakenly punched in the lungs by the doctor who was trying to give him a sh- uh, some sort of pain-killing shot for his broken ribs or sore ribs or something. Uh, talk about a lawsuit on the main, you know, the Tyrod Ooh. Taylor charges, if you ask me. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, just heading to that game, you know, reading up into them, I was looking at the fact that their defense was strong, but they didn't score a lot of points. So I felt like if we didn't beat ourselves, uh, we would give ourselves a great chance because we saw the previous week, week two at Tampa, we beat ourselves with four turnovers. Mm-hmm. Well, this time around, we didn't have any turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, and we, we walked out of there with the dub. So of all the telltale stats, usually turnovers are going to indicate uh, how we're going to win the game. And matter of fact, we flipped it around. We forced four turnovers on the Los Angeles Chargers, and we had none. So... That's definitely a sign of improvement. I was looking to see how this team would would bounce back from, you know, zero and two start, bounce back from a, a gutty second half effort um, against Tampa, and this team they they start out moving the ball really well. And prior to coming on, you know, Will was saying that how, you know, moving moving from the twenty to twenty, we have no problem. But our issues came in in that red zone, where we had five trips and only came away with one touchdown, and I believe three. 
field goals, if I'm not mistaken, three or four. I don't know. Joy yeah, Sly had a had a hell of a game for my fantasy team. I tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think he had uh four. Let me see. Four, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. He had four field goals, so right. four field goals, no a touchdown. But yeah, so, but overall, I, I like the fact that this team just seemed to come out focused and was able to move the ball around on a very vaunted uh, Chargers defense. Now they were missing a couple of defenders. They was missing um, South Carolina native Melvin Ingram, who's become one of the more bona fide pass rushers. Uh, you know, in the league, him and Bosa were one of the top two, you know, edge rush duos, you know, in the NFL for the last few years. And um, I think they were missing, uh, I think it was Derwin James, the uh, their big time, you know, safety hybrid linebacker uh, they had that just been cleaning clock. So, hey, I'm, I'm going to call it like it is. We caught a break by them two players not playing because, hey, you know, they definitely would have uh, had a much impact in the game. It definitely could have been different if they played. But, you know, this ain't horseshoes, you know, and if if was a fifth, we'd be drunk. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. We made the plays that we need to, need to make to pull out the win. Mm-hmm. Um, was encouraged to see the team just, you know, fight and gut it out because the Chargers did try to make a late attempt to try to win the game. Mm-hmm. I just like the fact that uh, overall, you know, offensively, we seem to – get a nice rhythm and we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot with any uh, penalties like we did before we did. I think we only had three penalties for 30 yards. So that was good to see. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying that Matt rule is really leaving his imprint on his team. I'm seeing toughness. I'm seeing hustle. I'm seeing guys just really going all out. Even if they're wrong, they're, they're at least going out hard. So uh, I didn't see a lot of players loafing and um, I just like the effort of this team moving forward. Still a lot to build upon. And, and as I said previously before, I'm still looking at this, quote unquote, like a preseason. It's the third one. But um, but, yeah, I think we're we're slowly trending in the right direction. And I, I like I like to see where we go from here. Right on, man. Woo, looking good. Well, welcome. Welcome back to the uh, the four man rush podcast, man. Drop some knowledge on us, man. What do you what you think about the game? Yeah, glad to be back. You know, first of all, it's good to be in the win column again. I mean, it's been almost 365 days since we last got, had this feeling of a win in 10 straight losses over the you know, longest, second longest in the league Oof. with the Detroit Lions. <laughs> they got their win, too, mm-hmm. in the district against the Cardinals who we played this weekend, so that's kind of interesting. But, uh, you know, first and foremost, just congratulations to Coach Rule, Coach Snow, Coach Brady, all the new Panthers, the rookies, Teddy, all these First time Panthers getting their first win, get to experience that feeling and have a good plane ride home from Cali. As far as the game itself, while I'm ecstatic, we won. I mean, this team has a long, 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 long way to go before they get to the point where they're going to be the team we want to be. I mean... Right now, it's at the point you watch the film, you just smile and laugh at them because they're so young and playing with energy. They don't know what they're doing. It's just fun to watch, though. Like, perfect example, the young kid, the rookie, Bravion Roy, at nose tackle, just gets blown off the ball. A gap to Z gap, out of the picture. And then, you know, as a result of that, you're missing your nose tackle. He's on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Guard gets on Shaq Thompson. Running back runs through a huge hole, 15, 20-yard game. But Shaq Thompson, he's hustling, playing full speed, not giving up to the whistle, 
not giving up on the play, chases him down from behind, punches the ball out, and we get a turnover on an abysmal run-fit play. Yeah. So that's just the kind of stuff you're yeah. seeing from these guys that yeah. nowhere near where we want them to be yet, mm-hmm. nowhere near the team we want to be right now, but they're hustling, they're playing fast, they're playing physical. And when you do that, good things happen. You force turnovers. You know, you watch Brian Burns coming off the edge. I mean, he was phenomenal this past game. One of his best games as a pro, arguably. He was consistently beating the Chargers' tackles around the edge with speed. You know, once they get that in the back of their head, like, man, this guy's fast off the edge. I got to get back. back." Now he's going to counter inside with the spin. He was just unstoppable coming off that edge. I felt Derek Brown on the interior, best game as a pro. Three tackles for a loss, you know, and besides the stats, the things he doesn't do on the stats, he's taking on double teams, creating one-on-one matchups, keeping Shaq Thompson clean, who also had a phenomenal game himself. So, I mean, Jeremy Chen, another guy, I mean, you've got to love what you're seeing from him as a rookie as well. So, I mean, he got a lot of things we can look forward to, you know, despite the ugly, sloppy football. This team is fun to watch. They play fast and physical. I love what rule and snow are trying to build here mm-hmm. we'll just you know keep seeing how they progress offensively from the 20 to 20 the very efficient offense consistently move the ball you don't see them punt a lot i think the key right now is how can we finish drives in the red zone when i look at it i think it's three things that stand out to me i'm not a fan of the play calling but i'm just one of the believed if you if the players execute the play that it's called, even if you're not in the greatest play, you can still pull it off and make it make something out of it. I just think it comes down to the trenches. You know, we're not able to move guys off the ball consistently when we get down in that red zone. When the field's smaller, you don't have the whole field to work with. You got to move guys out of the way to get yards, as opposed to using the finesse. So that's one point of emphasis I want to see this week. If we can become a better red zone offense and put the ball in the end zone instead of settling for three. I think this can be one of the more explosive offenses in this league. So we'll just see how they get better this week. Another challenge this week in Arizona. Let's see how they go back to practice, watch the film and get better. Right on, man. Yeah. And we do have a long Long way to go, like you said. <laughs> How many longs was that? I was trying to count. I stopped at 12, man. I was laughing too hard. It was precise. <laughs> That's how we do here. We have a long, 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 long way to go, Jack. For real. Like, like for real. Case in point, them damn linebackers. There was, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, man. I'm still going to harp on those guys, man. There is no way. That that Shaq and Whitehead should be getting blocked up like this, man. They cannot. They just can't get off of those damn blockers, man. It's ridiculous. And and, and from what I'm seeing, uh, our middle linebackers is, is is a little hesitant or overly overly aggressive on his uh, gap reads uh, on on the run plays, man. It, but you know, it's a new team for him. Maybe maybe he'll 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 settle in soon enough. But Shaq, son. Bless his heart. Bless him. Bless him. Anyway, so let's talk about the offensive side of the ball, man. Uh, goods and bads, Kevin. What'd you say? Well, as far as the offensive side of the ball, the uh, the goods was the fact that, again, no turnovers um, on that aspect. So that's definitely a plus after having 
you know, for the uh, previous week. Uh, we kept the sack total down to two, which is kind of like C plus. You know, I mean, you know, it's too, it's for a talent defense, that's actually, you know, rather good to, to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is only only going two sacks for 14 yards of loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did like offensively was uh, the running back by committee type deal that we were seeing with uh, Chris McCaffrey out. I mean, let's talk about that. I mean, a lot of people are trying to piss away the win. Oh, it's the yeah. Chargers. We just won a game without our best player. Who going into that game thought we even had a chance? You know? So, I like, you know, I like the fact that Mike Davis got 13 carries, even though it was 46 yards, three and a half yards per carry. But, you know, at times, you know, he hit them holes, he hit it hard. He was picking up good chunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go back off what Will was just saying, but that line blocking is what caused him not to miss um, getting bigger gains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the film breakdown and the clips that I posted, you know, on our tw- on the Twitter I'm, you know, and I did one specifically about the run blocking. You're, you're seeing that, you know, had, had one guy just got his head or just kept the block one line on, Davis was gone. This was easily a, a hundred yard rushing game. Had about five or six blocks, had been held a little bit longer. Or actually got a head on the right side. Yep. Uh, kind of think that uh, Reggie Bonifant, you know, his two carries, he made the most of it. Mm. Would have loved to see him get about three or four more. Mm. Uh, we even saw Curtis Sammy on the backfield. Uh, getting some, getting toting the ball. He got the ball four times for seven yards. His longest carry was five. Mm-hmm. So not really the, um, not really the desired outcome that you thought you was gonna get. Uh, personally, I thought, you know, we was gonna see the third string running back normally, uh, Trenton Cannon, but out of Virginia State. But he, uh, he never got any offensive snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm gonna say the wide receivers for Will. Um, as far as the, uh, as far as like the uh, tight ends and the uh, offensive line. Um, Still looking for Ian Thomas to uh, make his appearance. Uh, he was targeted twice, one catch for nine yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, in season three, I'm, I need to see more than that. We we saw more of this from you in your in your first and second year than what we're seeing now. So um, not not sure what's going on with that. I know Coach Rue said him and Bray said, you know, we we got talent talented tight ends. We like to get involved, but we're not going to force it to them to get them involved. So we'll just take it as. You know, when it's their time, it's their time. You know, mm-hmm. leave it at that. Uh, but just just the fact that with our guys getting in condition and shape, I think the offensive blocking will gradually get better. But you can clearly see that a talent upgrade is needed. But, of course, for this season, we got to work with what we work with. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Uh, I waited seven months for football season, so I'm not going to start talking about what we need in the all season, we'll we will have plenty of months to talk about that after the season is over. With. But uh, I like to see this line continue to make improvements. Again, I'm starting to see a little bit more consistency uh, with the uh, with the blocking. Still have some goof moments. Still have some some WTF moments. But overall, I think that this line is going to as it gets this reps together and start getting some healthy bodies back. You know, with Russell Okun at left tackle. Uh, we actually got Chris Reed back at left guard, who had a pretty solid game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, l- love to see the status of what's going to go on with Dennis Daly. So I think we we we're not even close to seeing what this offense line in twenty twenty could become. But you know, watching the film today, I'm 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 encouraged slightly. I'm not over zealous with it, but I am encouraged enough to feel like that better days are ahead for the offense line unit because I think everywhere else. 
is running smoothly, you know, outside the tackles with the skill positions. So once we get these, once we get the trenches straight on the offensive side, I think that we're going to really see this offense go to another level. I agree, man. <laughs> oh, buddy, I can't wait. I want to see Armin get some more catches out of the backfield too, man. I, I, I would like to see that too. But he got great hands. Oh yeah, let me let me, let me shout out my boy Armin because when I watched the film day, he only got seven routes, but he got about three or four people on their backside <laughs> running out that eye formation. That was <laughs> that was a joy to watch. I, I almost want to do a clip just for him. You know, you know how I feel about <laughs> feel like my boy Armin. You know right what I'm saying? On. So right uh, you know, I am liking seeing the fact that we are running more. More with the fullback lead block, and I, you know, I like that. And and, and those plays were were getting yards, to be honest with you. Yep. So exactly, um, hopefully, we'll see it uh, moving forward. But uh, yeah, Armageddon huh. definitely. Yeah, feed him, feed him. Well, uh, receivers, I guess you could talk about Teddy too, man. Teddy's Teddy's lighting it up, bro. Yeah, I thought it was overall a good game from him. I know people want a little bit more as far as you know, try to thread the needle in the red zone or things like that, be a little bit more aggressive. But, you know, I mean, we had, we played against an aggressive quarterback, and what happened? He turned the ball over four times. Our guy didn't, and that proved to be the difference in the game. Mm. So, I mean, I, I understand you want more exciting plays, more downfield throws, more tight window attempts, but that's not what he's – he's not going to put his team at risk. You know, he's going to take – read the defense – take what they give him, go through his progressions, make the right read, and he's going to live another down. Get the ch- get the get Make the right play, keep the ball moving, control the ch- move the chains. We just got to be able to find a way to stick it in the end zone when we get down there. But overall, I think he had a very effective game, especially in only his third start with no full offseason. I mean, just look at how quarterbacks across the league are performing. I mean, Carson Wentz is a train wreck, for example. <laughs> so... I mean, I, I'm pretty much pleased with what he's done so far. I just think he'll continue to get better as the season goes on. I mean, right now he's top 10 in passing yards. He's top five or six in completion percentage. So, I mean, we're offense. We're top, I think we're like 13th and third down efficiency. We were top five before the coming into this game. So, I mean, we're having some success and seeing some positive signs. I just think it's going to take time to finally start clicking in the red zone to be able to finish these drives and be the offense that we want to be. I thought Mike Davis was excellent. He had a 94 total yards as a, and a touchdown, you know, running the ball, coming out of the back as a receiver. Big guy. He's a low runs physical, very quick feet for a guy his size and then soft hands. I mean, think of those power bats. You don't usually think of them as good pass catchers out of the backfield, but Mike Davis is a complete back. So I thought he was one of the bright spots of the offense. I want to see Bonifon get more touches. I mean, yes. he had two back-to-back carries, one very good run yes. up the middle. It seems like every time he touches the ball, it's a chunk play waiting to happen. So mm-hmm. let's see if we can get him some more reps too, even as maybe as a receiver coming out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. We saw uh, DJ. I thought DJ and Robbie had a good game. They're the first – Panther receiver duo, I think, since Smitty and Moose to start the season with 200 yards or more apiece. Nice. So both of them are on a solid pace this year. And we got Curtis Samuel involved as both a runner and a passer as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think these guys got potential, but it's just going to take time in jail. And I think with this Charger defense, you got to give credit to your opponent sometimes. And I think that's a 
something fans refuse to do. They look at what we're not doing and why we're doing things or why we're doing this and that. Mm-hmm. They don't realize the opponents out there trying to win too. When you look at this Charger defense with Chris Harris Jr., he left early in the game. But between Chris Harris and Casey Hayward, I mean, I can argue that that's the best cornerback duo in the NFL. And you got yeah. Joey Bosa, arguably one of the top, what, two, three edges in the yeah. league right now. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a talented, very good Chargers defense. So maybe the offensive game plan was a little bit conservative to neutralize Joey Bosa going against our backup tackles potentially, and this very talented cornerback duo going against our wide receivers. I thought uh, Joe Brady did a good job of freeing up Robbie Anderson on those intermediate crossing routes, shallow crosses, let him use his speed to run away from him and get those yards after the catch. Um, And then only other thing I would say is I want to see Ian Thomas start to emerge. I mean, he's been pretty much non-existent so far this season, and I Considering our struggles in the red zone, I mean, that's when your big body tight end usually shines. Hmm. So, I mean, there's just so much more potential this offense has. I'm not ready to press the panic button or get too analytical because, I mean, this is preseason week three. If you really think about it, we're still a work in process, a lot to get better at. And I think from what we've seen so far, we have a lot to be excited about what they can become. Hmm. I agree, man. I'm a, I'm a big Mike Davis fan. I, I, I slept on Mike when they picked him up, man. I, I knew they were talking highly about him at camp, but bruh, I, he got some sweet feet, man. Sweet feet. I, I think that the, I think the first run play um, in that game, he, he got the, he got the handoff, and it was just you know it was it was a one on one situation. And with, I, I think I guess the safety came up, and he kind of he kind of danced on him, and then just squared it back on the on the inside and got like a five yard gain out of that. But he froze the heck out of that safety. He didn't know what to do. I like Mike Davis, man. He, he got some sweet feet, man. Sweet feet. No doubt. Yeah, Tim, his feet were real nice when I was doing the uh, run block and breakdown. I'm sitting here, you know, watching, you know, the the you know play develop, and I'm thinking, like, you know, one time he made this uh, linebacker, um, what's his name, Murray, the one that's out of uh, Oklahoma that mm-hmm. was highly regarded as one of the top, you know, linebackers in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had them shook, bro, and I was like, "Okay, Mr. Davis, I see you. Hi, right. welcome to the NFL, Rook." You know, um, yeah, yeah, and oh, yeah, he was one of the ones who caught one of them pancake blocks by Armin too. By the way, you know, he got blasted out the hole, turned around to the sideways, like, yeah. But yeah, man, Davis, I'm. This was my first time really seeing him, you know, significantly, and I was like. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I see why we, I see why we kept them. I, I, I definitely will publicly apologize because I was one of the people in all season, cut this guy, say the three million dollars on the salary cap, this and the third. I'm, you know, Tim. I don't know if you grill open, but if you got a, you know, little crow burger, you want to serve me later on, Mike <laughs> Davis. I mean, hey, you know, go ahead and hook it up. You know, I like a lettuce, tomato, little onions with mine. Right on. You know, a little Mrs. Dash seasoning, but um, Mrs. Dash. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely will be the one to. Um, to definitely apologize for for my lack of, I call it what it is, my my ignorance of not knowing you know the talent of this player and and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it because I want I want to see him do well so McCaffrey doesn't feel pressure to to get back. That's right. a long you know we we got to keep McCaffrey around for let's yes. six years in his prime. So if the performance of our running back by committee allows him to be the full Healy and come back, that's what I want. Word up. 
deaf, most deaf. And uh, I, I agree with you, Will, man. Bonifant, he needs to get more touches. I mean, no no, uh, no shade on Curtis coming out the backfield, but it, just like last year, man, Bonifant got the, got the, uh, you know, got the, got the carry in a couple of times, man, and he showed his ass in Jacksonville. You know, and here we go again. A couple of handoffs, boom, boom. He's getting good chunks. Mm, 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 mm. Keep Curtis in the slot, man. Let, let jet sweeps, bubble screens. Let, let me do that, all that shit. Man, Bon Bon need to get the ball, ball out of the backfield, man. My man Bon Bon. No doubt, no doubt. Um, do you guys want to elaborate on the uh, defensive side of the football a little bit more? Or? I know Brown showed his. <laughs> Lord Jesus. I'm, oh, before you start, man, I got I, there's one play Brown did, man. I was like, oh my god, this he's a man child. I, it was early in the game too. Um, I think it was a run. It was a, it was the first run play that he he got, he got a tackle for a loss. He, he he engaged the guard, extended. That guard said, oh shit, <laughs> and he said, boom, boom, took him. Man, bro, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and, man, DV country scrum. Country yeah, strong. Exactly. Man. <laughs> like, boy, that's that's God. Strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak on that, Cam. Speak on it, man. God, I'm like, that boy. Hey, ooh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this next commentary for this podcast go out to all the, the dead brown haters and doubters that's out there that already want to label him a bust and all this, that, and the third, you know, because he's not putting up the the glamour stats. You know, the game is so much more than than just sacks. And, that, and, I, and I would like to think that our fan base would somehow wrap their mind around to this more this more of a complete game than that. But, mm-hmm. you know, let me just read off my boy's stats here real quick for, 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 for Dare Brown for the game. Let me go here. Uh, he had five tackles. Uh, he had three tackles for loss. Hmm. And uh, uh, no quarterback hits, no sacks. But, uh, you know, beyond that, he was disruptive. I mean, the times that San Diego was trying to run the ball, uh, which wasn't that often, they only ran it 23 times and they threw it 49 times. Mm. You know, he was uh, he was affecting the play. He was uh, he was getting good extension. He we wasn't seeing a lot what we saw the week before when the double team blocks came that he was getting, you know, moved out of his out of his spot. Um, seemed like he hunkered down and you know and took it on better this time, which I, which is what I wanted to see mm. uh, see from him. Uh, but he definitely uh, he definitely you know demonstrated what he's capable of. You know, I had a few people be like, ah, oh, he went against a backup because Trey Turner was out. If Trey Turner was there, Trey Turner would got that same work. We got that work. Blank. <laughs> you know, you don't, don't want to see that man. You, 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 you don't want to see that young man like that. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, Derrick Brown definitely, definitely – I, I still don't want to say he had a breakout, but I say he, had, he made a statement game. You know, I definitely yeah. feel like that's what he did. Yeah. He made a statement game. Yeah. Um, you know, other fellas on the defense line, let me give a shout-out to Zach Kerr, you know, the um, unknown – um, free agent signing that we got, you know, you look at the stat line, it says, uh, three tackles, uh, but he also had two quarterback hits mm. and currently right now he's actually leading the team in, uh, quarterback hits. So and what number is he Kevin? Uh, he's number 92, if 92. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's yeah. 92. Gotcha. Uh, Zach Kerr. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Uh, overall, the defensive, you know, defense, we had uh, eight quarterback hits mm. and we had uh, two sacks. So, you know, all that talk about, you know, getting to the quarterback, we uh, we finally got a little, a little breakthrough. I had said we, we should get about five or six and I think had it been a half a second longer a couple of times, we would have got it. If it wasn't for um, the mobility of Justin Herbert, uh, that yeah. easily would have been a – a five six sack game. He yeah. he got out the he got out that hot plate real quick <laughs> a couple of times when I thought we had him, but uh, you know we had to deal with him. You know four years from now, you know back in Charlotte. But yeah. anyway, yeah. overall I I just like the fact that uh that the the defensive line they they uh they held their own for the most part uh, as far as the uh, running numbers uh for the um for the Chargers. Uh, they got most of them in a few chunk plays. They had 23 carries for 117 yards, five mm-hmm. yards, carrying one rush touchdown. That first rushing touchdown, uh, that was just our linebacker Shaq Thompson and our cornerback Rasul Douglas not getting off blocks and just mm-hmm. allow Eckler to just get up in there. Like he he was he should have been stopped for a tackle for loss. Yeah. So again, like Will said, long, 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 long way to go. <laughs> but you know, but overall defensively. Um, you know, from a lineman perspective, I, uh, uh, I'm, I'm encouraged still some work to be done, but I'm, I'm definitely encouraged. Got to get brave on Roy to get off them, um, put some cleats back on, take them roller skates off when he's, uh, when he's playing the nose, you know, but outside of that, we, uh, I think we're going to be all right in the trenches. Right on, right on. Uh, Will, you want to talk about that secondary, man? I ain't, I don't even want to talk about the linebackers no more. They piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the this was one of the better performances from the back seven this year. I thought, I mean, it's a, I mean, I like I said, I mean, we're we're not where we want to be yet, but you see progress compared to where they were against Tampa and Las Vegas. Mm. I thought Dante played pretty solid. I mean, he's going against arguably the best route runner in football, and mm. Keenan Allen or one of them. I mean, you got Devontae Adams and those guys up there as well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he held his own. He got beat a few times. Herbert didn't really see him, but. Hey, if you don't, I mean, it is what it is. Unless you give up the grab, I mean, you keep him out, keep the ball out of his hands. Yeah, we gave up one catch against Keenan Allen, though. It was just a good throwing catch, but he was right there in coverage. Mm-hmm. And then the interception, I mean, he was in cover four, if I recall. He was just sat on that number one, number two receiver, rather. Mm-hmm. And Herbert threw it right to him. And we saw that 4 2 speed. Dante returned 66 yards and set up a scoring opportunity right before the half. Yep. So, I mean, that's what Dante does. He may give up a few, but he's a playmaker, and he can do things with the ball in his hands. I think Russell Douglas has been a bright spot on this defense since he acquired him, considering he had no training camp or offseason with us. Mm-hmm. He stepped into this facility, taking a leadership role, and he's played extremely well through three games. I think he's our um, highest well, – one of our uh, highest – I can't remember – one of our highest-rated defenders by some sources – but when you just watch him on the field, I mean, he's just playing extremely well. He's a good tackler. He's physical, tone setter. So I like what he's been able to bring to the table. And I think we're going to get Eli Apple. He's eligible to come back this week. I don't know if he's ready, though. Hmm. Um, as far as the safeties go, Jeff Burris is struggling a little bit. So we'll see if he I starts agree. to get better. I mean, we watch his Browns tape. He does have better film out there than what he's showing now. So maybe it's just something about adapting to Phil Stowe's scheme and getting more comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Boston, I mean, Trey is Trey. Trey you know, is he Trey. may miss a tackle here and there, but games on the line, 
Ball's up in the air, 50-50 ball versus Keenan Allen. Trey's up in the air with him, knocks it up, gets the pass breakup. I mean, that's what we want to see from him. He's a mm-hmm. ball hawk, and he makes plays on the ball. He made that game-saving PBU, mm-hmm. you know, that helped us get that W that week. Um, one guy who people aren't mentioning who's under the radar playing real well is none other than Corn Elder. Huh. I mean, a two-point conversion. He made the press breakup. And he's earned that starting nickel role now. He's the package they like to run is Elder. They take Whitehead out because he's kind of a liability in coverage. He's more of a run stuff in linebacker. But yep. It's Corn Elder, Shaq Thompson, and Jeremy Chin when they go in that nickel set. So mm. it's good to see him out there being in a position that he's actually more comfortable with and holding his own out there. So mm. we just want to see the cons- uh, continued improvement. Oh, Troy Pride too. I mean, he had he was in coverage on a red zone rep against Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. and he was able to prevent a touchdown there as well. So I mean, we just see, like to see the continued improvement from the secondary, the most scrutinized group, a lot of youth back there. It's just the key right now, just to see them get better and better, and not make the same mistakes over again. Mm-hmm. I think they'll have their hands full this week, so it'll be another good challenge for them. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, yeah, yeah, we gotta play the old Arizona Cardinals again, folks. Um, <laughs> no Kyle Allen this time, though. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. And one quick, I, and I, I hate myself because I thought about it as soon as Will started talking. Um, someone who made an impact from the game early and often was our own Brian Burns. I mean, he really just came up and just and just put on a a, a very nice display. Uh, I know his overall numbers may not. Indicated because it's three it says three tackles, uh, but he had a sack, had a tackle for loss, had a pass breakup, had a quarterback hit. But so many times he was putting that quick pressure on uh, Justin Herbert that was causing him to uh, make quick passes than he want to and, and things like that. So Brian Burns definitely was abusing the uh, the tackles for the uh, Chargers, uh, no matter which side you know. I think he's he was on the right side of the scene like a little bit more. Um, the normal that I know the right tackle just, you know, some, you know, he was getting spin mood off of spin mood to the inside, spin mood to the outside. Uh, Brian Burns definitely, um, definitely had an impact. And also let's give a shout out to, uh, Marquise Haynes, who was the one that ended our sack streak, you know, streak without a sack. He, um, uh, Will was the one to pointed out the, uh, that NASCAR package that was out there Oh boy, uh, that, uh, was able to uh, apply pressure. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, Obata, mm-hmm. Weatherly, mm-hmm. Um, Haynes and uh, and Burns, yeah, and uh, you know, they you know, they they was putting in that work, Whew. so um, but yeah, definitely uh, I definitely forgot to mention the uh, the defensive ends, I was so caught up on my defensive tackles, you know, but yeah, I definitely want to make sure that we uh, uh, that we make uh, mention of them as well. Um, still need for Stephen Weatherly and and Util Gross Matos to uh. Leave that impact, but again, it's, it's early in the season. Um, I think they will with uh, continued reps, but uh, definitely uh, Brian Burns and Marcus Haynes definitely uh, uh, set the tone defensively of how the day was going to be. That's for darn sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, so, so let's see if uh, <laughs> let's see if they can carry that over to uh, Arizona on Sunday, man. That'd be great, man. Get two wins in a row. Um, and they're, they're coming to the old, uh, Bank of America, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Before we get to Arizona. We got to give a shout out to JJ Jensen. Jensen. Longest tenured Panther since 2009. You no, know, we, um, 
took a sack, knocked us out of field goal range late in the game. Mm-hmm. We were forced to punt. So the rookie punter, too, give a shout-out to him, Joseph Yeah, hell of Charlton, a punt. Hell of a punt. Been the, able to punt them, pin them on the one-yard line, and J.J. Jansen just made a great play to get down there, yeah. pin the ball on the one-yard line, and force the Cardinals to go 99 yards, not the Cardinals, the Chargers, mm-hmm. to go 99 yards to beat us. So, I mean, these, these are these small key plays. Huge. All play a role in helping us get that W. Huge. Special teams wins games, folks. Oh, yeah, and let's not forget Joey Sly with the with that rock-bottom tackle that he performed. Oh, yeah. Um, well. Oh, yeah, form, uh, form tackling too, man. Yeah, I mean, that was good form. Yeah. I mean, Shaq, white hair, white, uh, white hair, y'all take notes. You know, let him, you know, stand to practice with uh, Joey Sly and let him show you how it's done because he definitely uh, he definitely had good tackling form. I know a few people was like, well, it doesn't look good when our kicker's making tackles. Shit. I'm like this. I, I can get the old school thinking, but I like the fact that Rule has just—he's implementing toughness. If you on that field, you gonna make a play. It's football. You know, it wasn't like this was a—he he was stopping someone from breaking a 50-yard run. Nah, he man. actually went down there and got him some. Come to find out, he—he uh, he felt some kind of way because the uh, returner uh, broke his touchback streak. Because so far, all his kickoffs have been touchbacks. So he he wanted to take it out on him, you know. Mitch had to pass that streak on. So he's like, "Oh, you mess with my streak, hold oh, my beer," you yeah. know. So <laughs> come get these guns right here, Comey. Yeah. So <clears throat> shout out to like I say, the shout out to the to the bomb squad two point um, Long snapper JJ Jansen, kicker Joey Sly, and punter um Charlton. I can't think of his first name, but yeah. Right on, man. Shoot. All phases, folks. That's what it takes to win football games. All phases. No doubt. No doubt. And it'll take all phases to beat the Cardinals. Don't sleep on them, even though they lost to Detroit. Kyler Murray is a threat. Sleep on that kid if you want to. You, y'all remember what he was doing to our defense last year. I mean, we got to him, but a couple times he made us look made us look kind of bad. So, um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're going to be playing the old uh, Arizona Cardinals in the old B of A. Uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And uh, they come in there, you know, putting up points. I mean, they're they're tenth tenth right now in uh, yards per game, um, rushing yards are they're, they're in the top ten. So I mean, this is this is not gonna be a pushover. It's not gonna be a pushover, folks. Um, so, Kev, uh, how you see this panning out, man? Well, I see this game panning out as. Again, as, as as it goes with any game, you know, the, the tone got to be set in the trenches. But I'm really looking at how our back seven is going to handle this this uh, passing attack led by Kyler Murray, um, DeAndre Hopkins, and the future Hall of Famer, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and company. V, Larry. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely going to be uh, our toughest half – tougher task because what's considered our quote biggest weakness is going up against what's considered their strength mm-hmm. so this is definitely a day that um that uh we're gonna need more than two sacks and seven quarterback hits to uh, affect the outcome of this game uh, so i definitely look forward to um you know seeing how how we handle this uh from a defensive point of view mm-hmm. uh, uh this could be a game where we're going to see probably a lot more quarterback spying being done because Kyler Murray is is uh he's not afraid to um, take off and run with the ball um, at all from from what I've been seeing on the highlights. You know, haven't watched any 
you know, game film or anything like that on him yet. But um, but I've shown that he's uh he's definitely a dual threat. Let, make no mistakes about it, folks. He he definitely is capable of doing both. Mm-hmm. So uh, defensively, I, I think that's where our uh, our bigger challenge is going to come um, with this matchup. Mm-hmm. As far as on the um, offensive side of the ball, I feel like that the Panthers can really uh, take advantage of this defense. Um, now, they do have some defensive players to definitely keep your eye on, most notably – <laughs> I have to say this kind of with a little sly grin, you know, because it uh, seemed like right after the Panthers picked Dead Brown at number seven, Mr. Isaiah Simmons of Clemson was drafted right behind his number eight to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh-oh. Yeah, so Uh-oh. this was when this when this schedule came out, it was like, okay, let's see who got the pick right because it was, it was rumored that had the Panthers picked Simmons – um, the Cardinals are going to take Derrick Brown. Mm. So uh, this is definitely a matchup uh, matchup to be uh, uh, to be watched as as far as see which one of these um, top ten lottery players are kind of impact they're going to uh, make on the outcome of this game. Mm-hmm. But uh, offensively, I think our offensive line if there's ever a time for them to get right. I think this game presents an opportunity. Now it does have its challenges uh, defensive end. Chandler Jones has been over the last five years one of the top elite pass rushers, and it's, it's no different coming into this year. Uh, he's definitely someone that's uh, going to cause a lot of havoc. Um, you know, we don't keep keep him in check, but um, but yeah, look at look at this game. I think it's going to be a, a tough test. There's nothing going to be a gimme about this game, but I feel like uh, win number two is definitely attainable with this one. Good. Yeah, I, I like I like that kind of news, man. I like that. I like that. Like that. Like that right there. Uh, Will, how do you think we're going to pan out here, man? Or what? What should we? Uh, what should we look for? This will be a fun game. You know, what I mean, Matt Rules Baylor Bears in twenty eighteen beat Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech Red Raiders in the Big Twelve, and then in twenty nineteen, uh, Matt Rule or twenty that was twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. That same year, actually, Kyler Murray put up 66 on Phil Snow's defense. Chew, but it was Lord. a talent discrepancy. I mean, Oklahoma's yeah. blue chip elite recruits. Exactly. I mean, Baylor. I mean, let's be real. Exactly. But as far as the game goes, on offense, I like what the Cardinals have done. They added DeAndre Hopkins in a trade with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. So they got Kyler Murray, that elite receiver, who's going to be a handful for us. So, you know, it's one of those things where you – He's going to get his. You just don't want to break, keep them out the end zone. Mm. Went on third down, forced him to punt and settle for three. Mm. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, ageless wonder, still there. I mean, he's going to be a handful to deal with. Sure Maybe is. see how that goes. And they got good supporting weapons around them. I mean, Andy Isabella, their receiver, runs a 4-2. He's a speed guy that we got to look out for. They got Christian Kirk. I don't know what his injury status is. We'll find out tomorrow. So, I mean, we'll have our hands full with that wide receiving core. And then Kenyon Drake, who's a very good running back, they got replacing David Johnson. That's going to be another challenge for our defense as well. Mm. Uh, but Kyler Murray is where his offense goes. I mean, he's they go as far as he'll take them. He likes to scramble around a lot, and he gets sacked a lot. And it's not all the offensive line's fault. You know, he's trying to extend plays, keep his eyes downfield, and he's you can get after him a little bit and make some plays there. I think we sacked him a bunch last year. 
So I think this is another week for Brian Burns and those guys to get after him and have a sack party. So I think big thing with this week, I think you want to win on the early downs and force them into those must-pass situations. And on third down, that's when you can pin your ears back, get after Kyler Murray and try to force him into some sacks and hopefully some turnovers to put our, give our offense some more opportunity. So that's pretty much my keys for the defense this year on offense. This is a very improved Cardinals defense from a year ago. I think mm-hmm. they're ranked seventh in yards and points. Yeah. But their best player, Buda Baker, is not going to be playing this week. That's going to be a big loss. I think he leads the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. So maybe Isaiah Simmons, they did mention he may get some reps at safety, but I don't know if he's going to necessarily start or see more significant reps than he has been getting. That's something to keep an eye on there. I mean, Patrick Peterson, argument, he's elite, one of the better corners. In this league, will present a challenge for DJ and Robbie there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like Kev already talked about Chandler Jones. He needs no introduction. Hopefully, we'll get Russell Okun back to help offset that. I mean, they got an underrated pair of linebackers who've been playing well this year. Um, Byron Murphy was a cornerback prospect. I really like coming out of Washington. I mean, he's starting now. And then they got, what's his name? Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick from the Bengals in free agency as well. So, I mean, it's a it's going to be a challenge. I mean, I think it's a winnable game. You know, we just have to not turn the ball over, finish drives, and then we'll see what we can do. But now that we finished, you know, we ended our losing streak, 10-game losing streak, let's see if we can get a home win. We haven't won at the BOA Stadium in a long time either. Yeah, man. And real quick, um, well, I want to ask you because I was reading on the uh, the Panthers' little, you know, meet your uh, meet your opponent. Looked like the Cardinals' top three safeties won't play in this game. It says starting safeties Buda Baker and Jalen Thomas won't play in Week Four, and top reserve safety Chris Banjo is also in doubt. So, wow. uh, like, I'm, I'm th- I was just talking about our tight ends. I mean, you got three. Their top three safeties out, and you got a struggling Isaiah Simmons that's going to be look like he's going to be moved to safety out of necessity. Um, I see there said that they brought in TJ Ward for a workout, which pass coverage wise, I'm not worried about. So nah. I, I think this is a game to you know that possibly tight ends could get off, and you know what I'm saying get some some deep plays, you know, with that type of safety play. Um, well, how you think Bridgewater and uh, and the uh, and the crew can um can take advantage of the the safety um being so thin. Yeah, I think it's the opposite this week. Like I talked about the Chargers, how I felt that the game plan was conservative, out of respect for the elite cornerback duo and the abilities of Joey Bosa. I think with their injuries to the secondary, this could be a more aggressive game plan where we can see a more vertical downfield pass attack. Now I think you know you want to with the safeties. I mean you want to attack the middle of the field so you can get the tight ends down the seams. You can run the post routes, post dig combinations to kind of put pressure on the free safety, make him make decisions. He's not used to being back there with the starter out. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll present a lot of opportunities there. I mean, the running backs out of the backfield, maybe this is the week we unleash Bonifant, get him some favorable matchups against guys that don't like to cover in space mm-hmm. and try to get him out there against the backup third string or, you know, rookie safety and see what he can do there. So I think there's a lot of ways to be able to attack that um, banged up safety room. Yeah, I wasn't aware that they were that banged up back there, but yeah, that'll definitely present some opportunities for this offense. If there's anywhere, any 
you know, time to try to break that red zone slump. You know, now's the time. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to touch on, man. Getting in, getting in that red zone, man, and feeding those tight ends. This this might be the game where we see that. And, and again, <laughs> play action, arm out of the backfield. Get him, give him the ball. He will kill catch it, coaches. Give it to him. Shit, man. <laughs> I mean, he had a nice catch in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what about a 14 yarder? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He caught. Him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, so. Right the yeah. Feed my armor, man. Feed him. <laughs> yeah, man. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um. So, I oh geez, I got. I guess. Wow, that was a <laughs> that was clear and to the point, folks. What did you think? Um. So, um. Any parting shots, gentlemen? Well, um, <laughs> I was trying to get Will to nod first, just in case I didn't want to cut him off. But, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, fans. You know, as always, thank you for the support of the Four Man Rush. We don't take it for granted. Uh, definitely keep following us on Twitter, uh, where we uh, we're dropping uh, we're Killing dropping more it. knowledge. We're dropping um, video clips where, you know, we're 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 sharing our, our insight and and you know, our you know our love for the game. Uh, definitely keep checking us out on. Uh, Tim, you 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 hold it down on the TikTok end and and IG as well. So you know, make sure you uh make sure you follow, keep up with Papa Rush and the crew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <howdy>, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and um and like I said, just keep checking out our Four Man Rush website as always, so you can uh get the latest blogs from. We got some good writers on our team, oh, and man. they Shoot. definitely drop uh some information that's going to have you well prepared for the game. So and um. And, and definitely keep checking us out on the uh, post game on on Sundays too as well. We uh we uh starting to make noise, so you know we just mm. want you to catch us every opportunity. We got a chance to uh, drop knowledge on you folks. Mm. Word word. Well, yeah, definitely. Don't follow the four man rush Twitter account. We're at nine hundred and ninety four followers right now, so six away from getting that first thousand. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't already followed, go ahead and do that. And also, I put everybody's handle in the description box. So you can follow everybody who contributes to help, you know, help us all contribute to that page. And just keep up with us. When we're getting a lot of good feedback on what we're doing on social media. Yeah. You know, Facebook, I think we're approaching 5,000. Yep. And uh, YouTube, I think we're at twenty five, approaching 2,500. Yep. Yep. So we'll just keep trying to, like Matt Roof says, build and see where we go, man. As long as y'all pre- love, like the content, we'll keep trying to put that stuff out. I know that uh, Kev did a great job with the Taylor Moten versus Joey Bosa breakdown today. That's getting a lot of good feedback yeah. on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So you know, let's just keep it up, man. We out here. <laughs> out here in effect, too, back. The best Panther breakdown, best – Panther insight out there. I'm, I'm telling you, you run, run, tell David Tepper that. I don't care who you hired, Dave. They're not as good as us. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh man, hey, yeah, the Instagram account, man. We're coming up on 900, man. So you know, tell you, tell your friends, tell you, tell your kids, tell your wife. Go ahead and follow the follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, TikTok is pretty much like a, a fledgling right now, but we're. We've just capped, uh, let's see, I think we're at 71, 71 followers there. So, I mean, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's starting to get momentum, you know. We're having fun on there. 
you know, little little character little characters, you know, whatever. Whoop whoop. <laughs> hey man, hey, Foreman Rush is gonna be the place to be, folks. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, but um, yeah, I just to recap what the fellow said, folks. Thank you so much. Thank, like, seriously, we we do this we do this as Panther fans for Panther fans and no other reason. You know, that's 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 why our content is always genuine. It's always it's always exact. It's always precise because we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to prove anything, right? We're just trying to give it to you straight, factual, logical, credible. That's the four man rush, and we appreciate you. Um, so. Um, on behalf of uh, Kevin and Will and the rest of the Four Man Rush crew, we'd like to thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, we hope you guys are taking care of yourself, um, keeping that mask on, and um, you know, making good decisions out there, no matter what it is. Okay. Um, again, be looking for us um, post game um, after the game on Sunday. Uh, I guess it'll be kind of like around six o'clock ish, Kev. Ish ish. Yeah, I would say that um, game should be over about about four fifteen ish. Would it not been a huge crowd there? Oh, you know, shouldn't uh, shouldn't be hard. And by the way, you know, like I said, I'll I'll be there at the game. Uh, Foreman Rush will be represented. Uh, if you guys haven't heard yet, I was selected as part of the uh, keep streak keep streak alive. Uh, so me and five other fans will be getting a special VIP treatment. Uh, for this game, um, two lower level tickets, uh, $50 credit with Lyft, $200 Visa gift card. Uh, they're going to be giving my own Panther jersey. Um, my t- um, have a video scoreboard moment, and they say one big surprise. So, cool. you know, looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, man. definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to um, try to go as much live from the four man rush as I can while I'm there. Make sure my phone is on 100%. <laughs> Just bring that W home with you too, man. <laughs> get that dub. Please. Please get the W. Two game win streak. Boy, that's gonna sound so good. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> Alright, folks. You guys take care of yourself. We appreciate you. And as always, keep out. And that's a clear. Hey. Yeah, last date of the win, November 3rd, 2019. Stop. That was Titans, was it? Yeah, last time we won a game. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, these losing streaks are tough, bro. <laughs> they need to go on some of them losing streaks. Yeah. yeah. We ain't going to win every game, but, you know. Five, six, seven in a row. I mean, come on. <laughs> Stop the bleeding, please. <laughs> she love it. We are in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we come in and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.